let me lay everything out. Once I lay it out, make a decision. Right now, you've only heard one side. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tots. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, we have someone very special. We have Eric Love. He's actually Joe Exotics manager. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Eric, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got involved with Joe Exotic. Well, again, thank you for having me tonight. Um, my name is Eric Love. I'm a uh, 20-year uh, law enforcement officer. I uh, got recruited into private business, became a private investigator. Um, last year was part of a sale of a business. And, um, you know, over the years, I've, I've enjoyed writing wrongs, if I can write, write them. Uh, that is looking for cases that are problematic, um, cases that are unjust. And sure. um, I've, I've really enjoyed writing those cases. Uh, getting someone released from prison is, is like an ultimate uh, euphoric feeling, especially when you know that your talent and work from you and your team get them out. So, again, thanks for having sure. me. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So what first interested you about Joe Exotic's case and, and how did this come to be that now you're trying to get him out of prison? Well, so like every other person just about on the globe during the quarantine, uh, my wife decided uh, she wanted to watch something on Netflix one night. I said, oh, okay, uh, why not? So we started watching The Tiger King and my do- have a daughter that's in college and she had spoke very highly of, of Joe Exotic about four years prior to um, this particular night of us watching uh, Netflix. And she had called and she said, hey, what are y'all doing? Hey, we're watching Netflix. We're watching The Tiger King. And she said, man, that's the guy that was so nice to us. Literally went out of his way. And the light bulb went off in my daughter's head. And she said, Dad, I want you to help him. I guarantee there's a problem with the case. I said, okay, so as a private investigator, I'm watching it, picking things apart that I see that could be problematic. Um, and, and I enjoyed watching it. I'm like, you know, uh, they're saying roughly 112 million people uh, viewed that. So when you take up 34 million uh, households with an average number of 3.2 or 3.3, you come out about 112 million. So I began watching it and, uh, you know, Look, I think we can all agree it's pretty colorful. It's pretty colorful. Uh, and it's, it's kind of hard not to watch it after you watch one. Hey, let's go to number two. So as I watched it, um, no different than a, a doctor watching a, a show on TV, criticizing in their mind, maybe not out loud, but criticizing the actions of the actor, right, or what they're viewing. Uh, I began to look at the case, and I decided I was going to get on Pacer, look at some other stuff that was associated to the case. Once I did, I mean, literally, we're watching it back to back, back to back, me and my wife. Um, I grab a laptop, start looking, and I told her, I said, I'm going to get this case. I'm going to get him out of jail. And uh, that that's kind of how it started, just from an internal, uh, internal mode. My daughter had made, you know, a high comment about, you know, Joe was just so nice to her and her friends that when they went up and after watching it, I like a colorful personality. I don't like someone that's boring. Um, that, that made it even easier kind of to feed into. So, you know, watching it with your wife as you're supposed to, as a good husband, uh, watch it <laughs> with her. And, um, again, as I watched it, I looked at certain things and as I began to look and dig, uh, and we'll get in. I want to get into those those, those specific issues um, later in this conversation. But I'll tell you, it piqued my interest. I like a challenge, and I decided to to do something that's never been done in a specific way. And I look forward to talking to you about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's huge. So your daughter, four years prior to you even knowing who Joe Exotic was, actually went and visited. And and what did he do that had such an impact on her and her friends when they went to visit? Well, so let's talk about if you go to any restaurant or any bar, you might not see the manager, much less the owner, right? So my daughter and some of her girlfriends from college, they go to the GW Zoo. And there is this colorful guy that's just being so gracious and nice to people, taking pictures with them. Look, 
I think we can agree he's a pretty dang good, great showman. So he's got a pretty good voice for for music. Hey, he started started you know producing his own music, and he was a good showman. He was a good uh, entrepreneur. I like that person's spirit, right? So I like someone that can take literally nothing and turn it into something. And I saw that he started using the talents that he had, and he was he was really pushing them. So uh, my daughter just said he was just extremely nice, uh, extremely friendly, took pictures with everybody. Uh, you know, he was dressed, you know, pretty crazy, right? So that makes a makes a great trip memory for you know young college girls. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, you know she just said hey. This guy was just so nice. Talked to him. They answered questions. What I found interesting about that conversation is she said she he educated us on specific things uh, about the tigers. And uh, you go to the zoo. If you don't read it, guess what? You're probably not going to know it. And this is right. a, a walking, breathing, talking guy that is full of information. And he's sharing it, you know, and, and, and again, to you know, 21, 22 year old daughter uh, and her girlfriends from college, they soaked it up like a sponge. And I just thought that that was unique because most businesses, uh, maybe a manager, never an owner, spend that much time or that much invested into their business. Sure. So she's telling you about Joe Exotic four years before you see it. You finally see Tiger King. You're being a good husband. You're watching Netflix with your wife. Yeah. And then you're starting to pick up on some of these things that I guess are inconsistent. So from that point where you decided, I'm going to take this case, what happened to you eventually being on this case and, and trying to get Joe out of prison? So that that is a great question. And it's an interesting story. So I have a hobby as a private investigator. I communicate with 11 serial killers that are incarcerated across the United States. And I always ask them, you know, do you want to participate in something? And although, you know, you're convicted and you've admitted to what you've done, you can always help redeem yourself in life, right? So if you want to be a project and help me, you know, basically write classes so I can teach it to other law enforcement folks, private investigators, and every one of them always agree. They hop on board. So I thought, hey, why not? I'm going to send something to Joe. And after I had looked, I, I had spent probably 20 hours looking into his case before I, even, before I even made any action on it. He had just been moved to Fort Worth. This is right before the COVID-19 really got into the, into the position it's in now across the country. So mail was still running. Things were semi-normal at that point. He's moved to a location about 12 miles from my house. I send him a letter, and I introduced myself and told him that uh, I had found many, many issues with his case. Mm -hmm. And if he is interested, I, I would guarantee him three things. The three things I would guarantee is I'm going to work on your immediate freedom. And I laid out what that groundwork is, right? So immediate freedom... So you have a uh, first appeal that, that's coming up. So we're going to work on that. No problem. Sure. But a good way to get someone out, if they're truly wrong, lay out your game plan and you present, he's a federal prisoner. We can only go to the president. That's the only person that can help us. Okay. Right. So I laid, I kind of laid out my game plan to him. I told him I would provide um, a, a resource of attorneys. I'm pro bono totally free. Don't charge for anything on cases wow. like this. I will accept no money for anything on cases like this. Don't even take me to lunch. I don't care. Does, <laughs> you, know, you understand? It, that's yeah. important to me. So my moral compass is to right the wrong. So I, I guaranteed him we would work. I, I could I could put together a team of, of attorneys that would be free. Zero. Only thing we're going to have to pay for, we're paying for it out of our pocket, are filing fees. Now that can right. be a lot sometimes, but it ain't, it's not that much. So, and I guaranteed him, I would get him on front page, uh, on a global platform. And I would use uh, a lot of tools that I have in my wheelhouse. That's helicopters, exotic cars, the largest bus on us soil. <laughs> my friend owns the, wait, the largest bus on us soil. Yes. Okay. Have you okay. seen the bus? Not to interrupt you. I've, 
I think I have seen the bus, but for those people who haven't seen it, can you just describe to me what it means to have the largest bus on U.S. soil? It's 3.2 miles a gallon, okay? So let's talk about that first. 3.2 miles a gallon. It's a double-decker bus. Just so happens my friend owns the only one in the country. Double-decker oh bus. Gosh. It has a rear deck on it. This is what makes it so unique. It has a rear second-floor deck, so it has a shower, multiple bathrooms, multiple sleeping compartments, king-size bed. The second floor is basically a conference area, and of course, you can exit out the back and stand on the, you know, on the, it's totally enclosed, you know, about four feet and down. The top of it is, is totally open. So going down the freeway, you can sit out there, uh, enjoy the sun, the wind, the cold, whatever you like. Um, so I knew, I knew if I was going to represent Joe, I wanted to make sure I had everything lined up that was over the top. I mean, look, Joe's over the top. I spent 30 hours of just watching his YouTube videos and I made a determination. The determination was if he said, yes, I'm going to execute on a high level and we will incur all the costs. So to break that down, we have a total of eight attorneys that are working on this pro bono. It's free. Okay. Um, that's a lot. The average guy, eh, the average wealthy guy couldn't afford it. Okay. It really is a dream team. Uh, of course I'm free. Um, so I send this letter in, tell him what we can do. And I told him we would not only troll the White House, not so much on the computer, we're doing that too, uh, but I would troll on it in person and I would take my entire team and stay at the Trump Hotel. I mean, look, if you're going to go calling on the Trump, President Trump, number 45, <laughs> you might as well stay at the best hotel in Washington, D.C. And make sure you throw that out there. So as you You've got to get his attention. Absolutely. So what we did, we stayed at uh, stayed at the at the Trump, and we had a great stay. Uh, we got confirmation at 11 p.m. that night that President Trump and uh, Donald Jr. Uh, both knew that we were in town. We already felt like we accomplished a mission. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's the big coup de grace at right. o'clock at night uh, after being on the road for two days. Yeah, I'm sure. So when you lay all this out. And he responds in his, the very first sentence of his letter was, Eric, I desperately need your help. My power of attorney will be calling you. And literally within about six hours, uh, Ann Patrick, the power of attorney gave me a call. We introduced ourselves. I laid out my plan to her. She was concerned about how much it was going to cost. I said, well, here's the beauty of it. It's free. Absolutely free. Well, and people say, You've got to make money. Let me tell you something. I've made some good money in my life, and I'm, I'm real proud of that. Um, and if you're able to use your talent to right a wrong, that's what you do. And, you know, whenever I called Francisco, he's my lead attorney. Before I even told him what case it was, I said, Francisco, I'm going to need you and seven others that are, you know, the wheelhouse of the federal court building. This is going to be a case that's going to be big. And, um, I'm going to tell you right up, right off the bat. He said, if you're excited about it, I'll do it. You don't have to say anything else. How many more do I need? I said, you're going to need seven other colleagues. And yeah. what's, what's great about that is when you have a track record, a past track record, they know that I'm not going to bring a dud to the table. They know that if I spent time researching something and looking at it, I've already found, I've already found enough holes that we should have no problem. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's how it all came about, you know, and we, me Ann and Joe got on a three-way call and, uh, we kind of created a, a trifecta. I had my legal team signed up and, uh, you know, fast forward, here we are. That is an incredible story. So you also yep. had a big thing on the side of the bus. Did you not? What, what did it say on the side of the bus? Well, that's another great story. So my friend owns the largest bus on U.S. soil, right? The one-off, one-of-a-kind. Just so happens my other friend just so happens to own the biggest sign shop in Arlington, Texas, where the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and the Texas Rangers play. And I called him and said, hey, I need something wrapped. And we are all very, very close friends, right? All business, all close friends. And all have the same moral compass. And that's really the key in this story. 
I said, I need something done. I said, you know, tell me about what all you can do. Now I do that for a reason because if, you know, if I ask you, tell me what all you do, you're going to tell, you're going to highlight your, the greatness of you. Correct. Right. So my, my good buddy, Paul Fox began to highlight the greatness of all the stuff that he can do, all of his capabilities. And he said, E, I can do anything you want. Um, what do you need? So I told him I needed the bus done. He said, ah, no problem. What do you want on it? I said, I need, uh, you know, President Trump's name. I need um, a picture of Joe Exotic. I need the Team Tiger on it. So I started telling him, he goes, oh, it's no problem. No problem. I can do all that. Uh, when do you want to have that done? I said, well, the bus is coming over right now. I already figured you would say yes. <laughs> the bus is coming over right now, and I need it by tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Oh, and, my gosh. And let me tell you what he said. He said, you got to be shitting me. I said, hold on. Remember, you were telling me about how great your company was, all the stuff that you have <laughs> capabilities of. So it, it's the yep. banner of good. It's the banner of good friendship. And he delivered. It is. It's the banner of good friendship. And he literally delivered that uh, within 24 hours. It was actually 32 hours from the time we told him till the time we picked it up. It was 32 hours. It was exactly what I asked for. And his, his, his group was exhausted because this is not planned work. This is, I need this done. It's for Eric. And he said, Hey man, we got it. And then when they saw what was coming over, they were, you know, Oh shit, it's a lot of work. So, I mean, it was literally, they had one guy printing and as soon as they were printing it, they were, they were um, applying it to the bus. They worked around the clock. And uh, you know, like I say, so when you have good friends in business and you have a good track record, and you want them to be part of it because he he is um, he's a very very good person and a very good friend. Just like the guy that owns the bus, I knew they'd want to be a part of it. Once I told them, no problem. So uh, it was a unique. Uh, I'll tell you this: as we traveled on any roadway, you know, it starts populating on social media. Of course, uh, TMZ picks it up immediately. Hey man, we got some kind of circus down here. What is this? <laughs> All publicity is good. It depends on how you handle it. Right. We did do a release video utilizing helicopters, exotic cars, the largest bus on U.S. soil. Um, we we've uh, we've tried to be very strategic in how we release that video, and uh, it's 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 done quite well, quite well. That is incredible. And I mean, I think it just goes to show that you clearly have a good track record. If you've got all these people and you reach out and immediately they're like, I don't care what it is. Like, I'll do it. Yep. I'll get it done. So fast forward, you've done the bus trip. I saw a reporter actually asked Trump if he would look into, you know, pardoning Joe Exotic. What response did you get from the administration? Um, and was that the only response that you got? Was that reporter asking the question or did they actually acknowledge you as well? Well, so I'll tell you this. So that reporter, that was a one-off. That was just what I like to call favor. It just happened, right? <clears throat> so the reporter asking the question during a COVID-19 briefing at the White House decides to ask this question. Now, whether it was sent to him, we'll, we'll let that be the mystery to, to your fans, okay? <laughs> but let's just, say he, let's just say he asked the question, okay? As the question got asked, it became a little bit of a light banter in kind of a bad time. I think that everybody that watched that briefing, they saw the president of the United States have a little bit of a jokey, a joking, um, it, 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 it broke a little bit of tension, right? Broke a little bit of tension. So uh, I think that after the question got asked, we all sat around in a room and smiled and said, okay, that worked. Now let's do that. Let's go ahead and execute this. Let's execute this. So as these things happen, we executed on them. Um, we, we got confirmation the night that we went to Washington, D.C. We got confirmation from uh, a person that we, we have a relationship with. It's an elected official. And uh, they confirmed that President Trump and Don Jr. both knew that we were in town. Um, we understood that he was very grateful that we stayed at the Trump Hotel. I mean, hey, 10, <laughs> ten, ten rooms, $15,000 later. 24 hours. Come on, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive. It's a very expensive place. I, Hey, I don't even take baths. Okay. But this bathtub was so <laughs> inviting. It was white. 
all this opulent gold. I, I called my wife and said, hey, I'm not a bath guy. I'm taking one tonight and one in the morning. This is great. Um, I love that. You know, I, I mean, hey, look, at the end of the day, if you're playing, so President Trump is a showman. And he appreciates, I mean, we can't approach President Trump with a couple of goober attorneys walking up to a microphone, filing some paperwork, and that's it. Absolutely right. not. Absolutely not. So I'm going to I'm gonna use everything in my arsenal, and we're going to take the, the Fort Worth to D.C. trip. We made, we really had such a good time. I mean, we stopped in all the cities. Small cities, people would start honking. We'd just pull over. And uh, it was it was a trip. It's definitely a trip I'll never forget, all the stuff that happened. It was a great trip. Sure. Now, are you planning on doing another one of these tours? Because you guys are kind of, in your own right now, celebrities for having done this trip, too. Well, so, yeah, we got to kick it up a notch. We can't do the same old bus, right? I mean, <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you, we've got a couple things in the works, okay? It, one, right. thing makes, one thing makes me a little bit nervous. It's called a blimp. Uh, I went and did a test ride in it the other day, and it doesn't feel very safe, but everybody keeps saying it's perfect. You're going to be fine. So we're looking at doing a big blimp with Joe's face on it and trolling that thing around, the, the you know targeted cities. But we have a couple of really cool things coming up. Um, I'm sure that you saw the news yesterday, uh, Tiger King and the other six Emmys. You know, you start talking about awards that are thrown for documentaries, uh, right. there's, there's six Emmys right there. That's just on the first shot. Yeah, that's huge. Do you want to? I don't. I don't want to force you to uh, to release anything you're not ready to release. What other things want. do you have? Uh, what other things do you have planned? Because I'm kind of like, you know what? I need to go hang out with Eric. I need to see where you guys are are hanging out and and uh, putting on these shows. Well, so I'll tell you. The I'll just tell you this. I can't tell you what it is. But the next thing that we have planned, it's pretty dang big. I'll just tell you that. It's pretty big. The good thing with uh, the six Emmy nomination coming in, hey, that's just additional stuff. That's chum in the water, as we would say. You can't, you really can't put a dollar amount on that kind of advertising. You because, can't. as you know, it's a global story. I've been doing uh, round-the-clock interviews with folks, um, Europe, uh, been, been doing them in the Soviet Union, Russia, right? I uh, have done a couple one-offs in the country of Georgia. Um, people are fascinated with Joe Exotic. And, and so if you don't mind, I want to take a turn on this real quick, okay? Go for it. Okay. So I tell people all the time, um, we can disprove everything. And when I tell you everything, th I want you to think about this. He had an incompetent, incompetent attorney. They did not call one witness. Let's just sit on that that moment for just a moment. They did not call one witness on his behalf. Let's sit on that for just a minute, okay? There's a ton of evidence that was totally suppressed and never shared. Let's just sit on that a minute, okay? They added charges of animal abuse. If you know anybody, you're I mean, you're in the great state of Maryland. I've got a lot of good friends of mine that are farmers up in your state. You know, a lot of people think, that it's just Baltimore, it's all city. Absolutely not. I've got a lot of no. great Amish friends that live north, right, in the country. When an animal gets sick on a farm, you don't call the local vet, not to put them down, okay? And look, that's no. the ugly part of farming. And that's why I always tell people, you know, let me lay everything out. Once I lay it out, make a decision. Right now, you've only heard one side. The second side of this is Joe's side. If you have a farm and you have an animal that's that's ill that has to be put down, do you spend three seventy five or more to get a vet to come out waiting on them alone? That's anguish for the animal, or do you put the animal down? Most folks put the animal down. Right? It's it's the old look at the roses, look at the roses. Look, it's the same outcome, and I personally believe after. Uh, you know, being in Texas my whole life and knowing tons of folks that don't just weekend farm, but daily farm, all kinds of livestock. That's the way everybody does it. Okay. So right. when, when you think about animal cruelty, remember, you only heard one side. We're going to tell you a whole different one. No witnesses called evidence suppression. You have a dirty, 
you have a dirty agent. Now, let me tell you, that's a, that's a bad thing. That's just another thing we're going to add to this pile. Now, who is that agent? Well, I don't want to say his name because then there can be an issue. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. So uh, he's the only agent that testified. How about that? <laughs> this was his. You case. didn't say their name. Yep. Yeah, he's out of Oklahoma. Out of Oklahoma. Okay. Do your research. All right. Do your research, folks. Okay. Now, here's what I want you to think about. This is the only case he's ever done of this magnitude. Period. Only case. They made an example out of Joe. Let me tell you why they made an example out of Joe for a lot of reasons. I don't understand it. A lot of places around the country, they're not as accepting maybe as me or you. Maybe they don't like right. a maybe they don't like a gay cowboy. We've been told that by tons of folks up in that area. We don't like it. I'm sure. Okay. So all right. So you think about just take that little piece right there. We're gonna add that to the stack. Okay. Now, if you take a guy that has political aspirations that got a little bit of vote out of the state of Oklahoma when he ran, yep. that's another little stack on his little threat box. Now you think about all of the zoos around the globe. doesn't matter if they're in Oklahoma, Maryland, New York City, China. It doesn't matter. They have very highly paid people. Not taking anything away from them. Please understand, I'm not bashing anybody. Okay? Right. I want you to understand, they have people. And when I tell you they make some serious money, have, have, your, have your listeners look into how much they make. It'll almost make you sick. Make you want to go to school and become that person. Right. <laughs> These folks, their only job is to mate animals. Occasionally, maybe once every five years, a specific zoo will have the success of a mating. It makes the news. It's the fanfare. Oh, my God. Hey, look, the guy did his job or the gal did their job. That's all it is. But it's a right. big deal because they can't do it. Now, you take this gay cowboy and, and look. They've called it bumfuck Oklahoma, middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, Winniewood. Look, I've got family in Winniewood. It's a great town. And the, I've got I've got relatives all over the state of Oklahoma. They're great people up there. There's still a large portion that don't like that one little thing we talked about. The gay cowboy doesn't fit into the box. I, right. don't, give, I don't give two shits about it, okay? So yeah. remember, my, my whole journey and purpose for this case is to right the wrong and get him released from prison. Now, we have all these things we just talked about, how we're stacking different things, suppression of evidence. We've got right. someone that's dirty. Now let's talk about the hitman, okay? The hitman, Alan Glover. I can say his name. He's in the court documents. Yep. I mean, he's, he's had the karma train hit him this last couple of weeks, got a DUI out in the Carolinas, okay? That is not very surprising at all. Nope, nope, not a bit. So look. People have substance abuse problems. That's nothing to laugh about. That's a sad deal. And sometimes right. people live their entire life, and that's basically what this guy has going on, okay? We have proof that he was paid $3,000 to leave the zoo and go back to the Carolinas. He he gets an SSI check, and he had to go. He, wanted to, he, he was ready to leave the zoo. Joe was ready for him to leave the zoo, okay? He leaves. He gets a payment to leave. A lot of companies do that. I've paid employees to leave. That's part of business sometimes. You know, right. It is what it is. We have the power of attorney that has a record where she bought his airline ticket back to the Carolinas. Okay? Wow. He goes back to the Carolinas. Now, if you've seen a recent uh, interview with him that was featured on TMZ, this is a very hostile, hateful witness. Right? He literally says, if I could have done more to Joe, I would have. You think about that for a minute. We're going to add that now to the stack, okay? When you look at the zoo and you look at all of the people that regulate the zoo, right? So you have the USDA, you have Fish and Wildlife, you have all these acronyms, as we call it, right? So I'm sure that you've worked somewhere in your life that your boss knew absolutely nothing of what you did. Did not yeah. really not really know your job, right? I would, sure. I would venture to say majority of your listeners either currently work in that environment or have <laughs> worked in that environment. You know, Sorry, someone guys. that always seems to know, right? Right. 
if you watch the YouTube channel of Joe and watch, he literally, he welcomes even unannounced um, uh, checks on the business from the USDA. That's the regulatory agency that regulates him, right? So when they come out and do checks, he's always gracious. I mean, they're always filming, so it is what it is. Right. If you look at these videos, Joe is literally, oh, so Joe is literally teaching them their job. Hey, y'all need to look for this. This is what, you know, and, and on a lot of the videos, you'll see someone say, I didn't realize that's what that was. That's how this works. That's crazy. So when we get, when we start talking about the threat piece, I still want to go back to that. Joe's a threat. He's teaching the state and the U.S. government what they're supposed to be looking for. And he's very open about it. And he's not being a dick about it. He's literally walking them through it. This is what you have to look for. And let me tell you why this regulation is here. This regulation protects whatever it protects, right? <clears throat> Joe's a threat now because now he's teaching. And hey, look, if you watch the YouTube channel, you'll see these people look incompetent. They don't look stupid. They literally, they literally just look incompetent. It looks like yeah. they, they don't look like they know what they're doing. And they have a person that they're supposed to regulate teaching them what they're doing. Right. So let's go back to the zoo. Remember these zoo folks make all this big money. Every once in a while they get lucky and they made something. It makes the news and they get about a, about a 60 month break before they have to remake something else. But the entire time they're getting that big paycheck and always saying they're working on it. Make sense? Okay. Fishy. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got a guy up in Oklahoma that's worked with some of the smartest folks on the globe on reproduction. Okay. At Texas A&M. This guy, Joe Exotic, can make tigers like you and I go make oatmeal. You understand? He understands, yeah. knows the secret. That's a whole nother threat. When you add all of these threats up and you add up uh, incompetent um, attorney, you have a dirty agent, okay? Suppression of evidence. I'll say this. If you ever get incarcerated, let me look at your case. You understand? Yeah, I want to be the absolutely. guy that you call. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Look, if a person's guilty of what they're charged with, I won't mess with the case. Not Absolutely not. That's That's not what my... That's that's not my piece. <clears throat> but if I can see where things are problematic and the person's not guilty, I'm taking that case every bit I can. And I think here's what I think is going to happen. I think that we're going to get the presidential pardon. Really? Think, uh, absolutely. Wow. We've done, the way we've done this has never been done in U.S. history. No one has ever take, taken the largest bus on U.S. soil and literally physically trolled a white house. So we got to check, we got to check that box. Right. Then, we got yep. to check, then we got to check the box of having the largest bus on us soil wrapped and trolling multiple States. I mean, look, yeah. hey, this it's a long way, son, from Fort Worth to Washington, DC. Okay. <laughs> so stopping in all these cities, visiting all these folks, um, you know, we've got a campaign going right now where I've sent out, over 5,000 letters. So I incur that cost. Me and my group, we pay for that out of our pocket. Nobody else does. These are letters that go to fans that write Joe, and we ask them to write President Trump. So let me tell you what goes into a pardon. A pardon has to be filed in federal court, okay? Literally, we have to ask the President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump, number 45. We've got to ask yeah. him. But we also have to lay out our case why. It's a 32-page document, and I'm going to tell you, it'll make news when, when it's when it's literally delivered just because of, of what we put in it. What we put in it has never been done before, okay? I can't tell you. I, I really want to tell you. I was going to say, I know. Listen, here's the teaser. It's never been done, and that was my whole one-off for the whole project. I want it to be memorable. Uh, I literally can see Joe walking out of the prison gates at Fort Worth FMC, and we've got a big bus waiting on him, and we're taking him to a secluded location. <clears throat> him and his husband can decompress for a couple of days, and then let's get your new life going. I'm on to the next case. I'm not a TV guy. 
I'm not a movie guy. I don't give two shits about all that. Now we've had, have we had people offer, man, we want to buy your pardon story. Absolutely not. Uh, that's not for sale. We don't want to sell right. that. That's something. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Now, Joe, yeah. Joe's going to have his own story, man. How you look at putting something together. That's a whole nother story. Look, we're not in it for that. We're in it for writing the wrong, doing it, doing it very specific to the client. So I'm big on that. Very specific to the client. Now, if, 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 if Joe was a very quiet, uh, very simple person, um, there wouldn't be the hoopla that there is on this. He's charismatic. Yeah, he's charismatic. He's flamboyant. Man, he's fucking funny. Hey, he's a funny guy. <laughs> he is. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. And, you know, you think about some of the memes that we see on Facebook and uh, on any social media. How am I ever going to financially recover from this shit? It's funny. People can relate to that. That's what the reason why Joe is so rela uh, relatable to the American people. I think two things. One, he says a lot of things that maybe Miss Johnson over here can't say because it'd be inappropriate for her. <laughs> but she can sure cheer that guy on for saying what he's saying. You understand? Right. And then number two, a guy that takes action. So, hey, I'm fed up with this shit. I'm going to file for, I'm running for governor. Well, you know, a lot of people have a good, good idea. Oh, I think I'm going to do this. Most people are too lazy. They fail to act every time Joe never fails to act right he's, he's a guy of action so um, yeah I'll just tell you I I'm, I'm convinced that we will get the presidential pardon I'm convinced that he'll be walking out of Fort Worth FMC and once he does at that point that's the redemption tour the redemption tour is and and this is one of the the case, part of the case I've made uh, in the presidential pardon think about this for a minute right now in the United States, criminal criminal justice reform and police reform are pretty hot topics, right? I think Very. we can both agree what has happened in Minneapolis was a murder. Terror. Yes. Hey, I was a 20-year cop. Hey, that guy right there and the three guys that were standing there, they all should be charged, right? And they have absolutely. Been. Yeah. Yeah. But we can all we can all agree that is fucking terrible. What happened there is terrible. Yeah. And that's caused a whole nother race relation issue too, right? We see that. Everybody sees that. And at the end of the day, when you look at criminal justice reform, you've got a guy that got some weed. Uh, I don't smoke pot, right? I don't give two shits if you do. That's not my, that's not my business. You understand? Sure. Let's say that you're convicted and they gave you 20 years for a sack of pot. Uh, that's what's wrong with the criminal justice system. It's, it's heavy handed. It's overloaded. Um, it's bad, right? So the, 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 does a 20 year sentence, I mean, I know somebody serving that sentence. Does a 20 year sentence really fit that crime? Absolutely not. No, it's legal now in, in many, many States. Yeah. Right. So, I think that, as you see, criminal justice reform, uh, sentencing, that all that has to change. Look, if there's a cop that works in my city and he's a he's not a good cop, and he has use of force issues, look, the 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 police officer Chauvin had 19 complaints. That guy shouldn't be on the force. Okay, not at all. It looks like yeah. they're all justified. But if they have a database and these law enforcement officers go in there, look, I know tons of law enforcement guys. They're all for it because they're the good guys. Are there some rotten apples? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You're 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 great in your field, but me and you both agree there's some real shitty podcasters out there, right? Not everybody. <laughs> I not, appreciate you saying yeah. that. All right, check but that you, box. <laughs> check that off. But you understand, not everybody is Absolutely. great in their field. There's bad apples, right? People have agendas, right? So I think that this goes hand in hand, and we laid out a, a really. A, a really strong argument for Joe about criminal justice reform in the past. The majority of this would have been paying a fine, not 22 right. years in prison. Okay. But when you look yeah. at, the, when you look at the Alan Glover paid hitman, look, that guy has so much vengeance and vendetta uh, against Joe. 
He's not, a cre- not credible. No, not at all. And I think most people watching Tiger King, at least that I talk to as well, they're looking at this case and they're like, well, hold on like that. That doesn't make sense. That seems like a setup that, okay, now they're paying people off and now they're leading him down this like, so from your perspective, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're piling all these things on that are making this case really wobbly. What did you see about the case that you could easily poke holes in from a legal perspective? Well, I don't want to show my hand on something until we, we've got to, hey, so I'll sure. tell you this, the, the day that it's served, I'll be glad to make you my first podcast to do, and then I'll explain that, okay? And, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, and I'd be, I'd be glad to do that. So I, I will tell you this. When you start looking at evidence and see that it was not shared from the prosecutor, that's a problem. You understand that's a hit job. Yeah. My, my point and what we've expressed uh, through the videos that we've released that, that have a global platform, the stuff that President Trump has seen, President Donald J. Trump, number 45, is the only president in U.S. history that's had the hit jobs against him. Tar- and what I mean hit job, I'm talking about targeted. He's targeted. Look, if that guy, uh, somebody found the cure, uh, cure for cancer, they'd be pissed off that the nonprofits are going to lose their jobs because they don't have anybody to raise money for. I'm not kidding. Right. <laughs> but you think about who your audience is. Our audience is a showman. Our audience is someone that we can't just be a bland black and white paper. It's not going to get any traction. But we put his name up. We put it up a lot of places, man. And we put it up in, in big letters, right? You can yep. definitely see what we're, who, who our target audience is without any doubt. You know who our target audience is. is Donald Trump. So yeah. when, we, when we approach the president... Our, our point was we, we've laid out everything in the presidential pardon, how he can, he's the only president that can identify with the issues we're talking about because folks in his administration, he himself, his family members, look, they've all been targeted to a degree one way or the other, some more than others. And right. we, we know that he'll understand what we've put on paper, what we're able to back up and the evidence we've sent forward. But I'll, I'll tell you, when you talk about um, the TV show, right, the Tiger King, uh, let's move to let's move to a guy named Jeff Lowe real quick. Jeff Lowe, and, and people in your audience are going to identify with this person because they're going to know a Jeff Lowe in their life or maybe in a past life. So at some point, you'll meet somebody in life that has no accomplishments, absolutely none, none. But guess what? When I say no accomplishments, I, 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 I'm not being totally truthful. He is solely responsible for his criminal criminal history and criminal convictions past history. He's ripped sure. off everybody from coast to coast, whether it's Robbie Knievel. If, if he can find an area to go after, he has not built or created anything on his own. Only thing he's done on his own is his own criminal record. Everything else he's targeted somebody else for, he's conspired. It's a conspiracy. Look, if I told, golly, I sure want to share something with you, but I can't. I'll just say this. He, <laughs> it's all right. He, hey, he knew Carol Baskin before he knew Joe. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait, hold I'll on. Hold say. on a minute. Yep. So you're telling me right now, Jeff Lowe, the, the guy who's portrayed on Netflix and, and in the show as like he was the one that swooped in and saved Joe and he's and he's calling Carol a bitch over the phone, all this stuff. You're telling me right now that they knew each other before he even got involved with Joe. Yep. That's crazy. Hey, let's have a drink on that one, okay? There you go. <laughs> That's, oh man. What you have to remember, here's what you have to remember. You have to remember that someone that scams, again, people in your audience are going to know those people, okay? People in your audience are going to know people. Yeah, you know, oh, Becky, yeah, she scammed me. She did this. Oh, Larry did this, right? There's people in everyday life that literally scam people every day. Your audience is going to know someone that has absolutely uh, no, when I say no, 
no accomplishments. Uh, Jeff accomplished a criminal record. He's accomplished to be a, uh, a person that cannot tell the truth. Let me give you a little quick example. Did you see where um, it was made public uh, after we did the big release of uh, Team Tiger? TMZ carried it, went global. Did you see where um, our helicopter got used, uh, went up to the park, Jeff calls 911, follows the FAA, uh, said that the pilot was flying so low it scared the Tigers. It was sheer pandemonium. It was terrible. They took a picture of the, the helicopter. Uh, they really? Could see, they could, yeah, they could see it was the same tail number. So that's that's a service that we hire, okay? That's I did not same. know that that happened. Yeah. So but that, that sounds do- reminiscent of what happened with Joe and Carol way back when, where, where it's the same thing with the helicopter flying over and then they're claiming it's scaring the tigers, all this other stuff. So the FAA uh, uh, complaint was filed by Jeff Lowe making allegations of low flying, causing you know all these problems for the animals. I call a pilot at home. The pilot says, I did not fly low. And Eric, you know, I record all my flights, which I already knew that. Right. They record height, speed, geolocation, everything. everything. So what does this prove? It proves that Jeff has lied again. The one thing good, the one thing the guy's good at, he's good at lying. He knows the wheelhouse well. Right. Right. So Jeff lied about it. Um, is it going to be criminally prosecuted? I don't know. We, we've left a couple messages with the FAA. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, that's filing a false report. Right. It's a felony. It's a felony. Yeah. So, Be a shame if uh, that were to get Jeff Lowe, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I sure wouldn't get too teared up, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's an interesting story because it just goes to show the guy can't do anything. The only thing the guy can do is take away from other people. And conspire. And look, I never wanted to be in a, you know, a case that's, that, that, that has um, so much dysfunction because that's really what it is. There's a lot of dysfunction in this. Okay. Um, w- when you look at a specific case, the only thing I look at is can you right the wrong? That's it. If you can and you see the problems, let's do it. Let's write it. And sure, I, I, I really do believe. Uh, you know, I talked to Joe on the phone yesterday about his Emmys. I said, you, I emailed him and I said, you got to call me as quick as you can. And he called me about an hour later and said, I don't understand who's Emmy. I said, you don't understand. Six <laughs> Emmys is what, you know, just, it's just, just, that's just the first part of a story. Think yeah. of how valuable the rest of this story is once we literally open the Pandora's box and show absolutely everything we've learned. It's, it's yeah. sick. it makes you sick at the criminal justice system. It makes you sick at um, makes you sick at repre- representing a client where you're supposed to be looking out for a client. The attorneys they 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 did him just an absolute injustice. They did the criminal justice system an absolute injustice, and we're going to write sure. that. Yeah. And how are you guys documenting this process? Because like you said, like this half of the story has not been told yet. So what are you doing to make sure that you're going to be able to tell this story forever and, and really spread this out there? Well, so you have to understand, we don't, we don't care about the TV and movies, right? Because that's not, right. that's not, that's not what is at stake for us. What's at, what's at stake for us sits in two houses. One's in the federal courthouse and one's in the White House. So sure. we, are, we are literally documenting all of our moves, as you can imagine, with eight attorneys. I mean, you put sure. eight attorneys in a room, they won't be able to tell you how to get to the exit without having a discussion. You understand? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, yep. Yep. that's what you get when you get eight attorneys, right? But I'll just tell you this. When you look at all the stuff between the suppression of evidence, um, incompetent, absolutely incompetent um, legal representation, and you look at some other stuff that plays into it. I can't tell you some of the stuff because some of the stuff's fixing the hit. But I'll just tell you, it make you sick because you think about the average person. Let's talk about the average Joe, right? That makes good for conversation. Yeah. The average Joe, the average American uh, would not be able to 
afford this legal team. Like, no, there's no way. Um, this was brought to light through by chance watching a, a TV show with my wife, and I didn't even want to watch it. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a movie person. I don't, just not something I care about. I mean, sure. if somebody asked me what's the last movie I went and saw, I, somebody asked me that the other day, and when I told them what it was, they couldn't stop laughing. They said, you got to be shitting me. And then what they movie asked, was it? Well, they asked me, said, have you ever seen Star Wars? I said, no. I've never seen one of them. What about Battlestar Galactica? Absolutely not. Well, what about, and they start naming all these all these movies. I haven't seen them. And they're all the new movies, right? Yeah, they're like the, you know, the, 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 the pop culture type movies, right? Right. They asked me, hey, what's the last movie you saw? And I had to really think about it. I said, it seemed like I didn't watch it that long ago, but Forrest Gump. And they're like, that movie's 20-something years old, 25 years old. And I'm like, yeah, that's a Eric, that's, that's a long time to not watch any movies. But yeah. listen, you know what? If that's not your thing, more power to you. I'm sure yeah. you're doing better things with that time. Well, you know, like I say, everybody has things that they like. That's just not something that, sure. uh, uh, you know, we, we've had many people offer, hey, we want to come in and document this. Absolutely right. not. Because what does that create? That creates a leak. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, you know, we've been, uh, I've been a little ironclad about that. I don't want to share too sure. much. And I've asked yeah. everybody on the team, hey, absolutely not. Not going to happen. And I think that right. that's been to our benefit. Sure. Well, hey, you know, you coming on this show is is really big for us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can help spread your message. But taking kind of a different turn here, you're probably the person that interacts with Joe most often. What can you tell us about how he's currently doing in prison? Well, so for a long time, he was in a lockdown. And uh, FMC is a very old federal prison. Um, he was in what's called the SHU. And it's like uh, administrative segregation uh, because he's a high, you know, high um, profile inmate. Right. So they put him in there. Uh, it's basically like a solitary confinement. Hadn't seen the sunlight in a long time. Uh, when we were when we were making our video. Uh, we flew directly over the prison uh, at the minimum altitude allowed and shot our video. And just knowing that, you know, who you're working for is in there, it it, it kind of brings it, makes it a little bit more real. If that makes sense. I'm sure. Makes it, yeah, yeah. makes it a little bit more real. Um, and the, the one thing that, that um, kind of our takeaway that day was, once he got out of the shoe, which is solitary confinement, now he's more in a hospital bed. Uh, he has some access to television. It's not great. What makes it not great on top of just it's sucking and not being great, he's an innocent person. So I want right. you to take a, think about this. Whatever your life is right now, if you have a dog, a cat, remove that in your mind. You're going to sleep in this little square room over here. We're going to tell you when to eat, shit, drink, you know, take your medicine. Um, you got a dental appointment. We'll let you know if you get to go to the dentist, right? You're totally controlled. Jeez. If you're innocent, that really sucks. You understand? That's right. That that's like. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you this. He, he's he's been bummed out, as you can imagine. Um. He sees, um, you know, like their most recent show on the Animal Planet, um, that aired the other night. Um. He sees people that he used to love and take good care of. Uh, for 15 minutes of fame and they get a little bit of money given to them by, by another producer, they'll say right. whatever they, whatever they can. Okay. Sure. And if you've ever been a person that has taken care of other people, that's the ultimate knife. Yeah. Oh man. They totally turned on me and not took good care of this person. Um, right. That, that, that's a whole nother level of betrayal. I mean, you have the betrayal of, sure. fear, of this, the system. To answer your question, he's excited to get out. I keep painting him the picture of what it's going to be I like bet. when he gets out. And yeah. I said, what you have to remember is the wheels of justice turn very slow. And they turn sure. slow for a very good reason. Um, it's a reason that we don't always like. But right. when you start making haste decisions on cases, you people's can, lives, it can be bad. It can be bad. Right. So, you know, I, I've assured him that you know, we're always working in his best, uh, best interest. Uh, of course he knows that his power of attorney sees all the stuff that we do every day. Sure. And 
just to have a team that's working on your behalf and not having the stress. I mean, the law office, let me just tell you this, in a given week, we're doing 3,500 letters for Joe. That's a lot wow. of mail. That is a lot of mail. Hey, add 50 cents, just add 50 cents on that for each one. And then some stuff goes to the Netherlands. It goes to Russia. That's more expensive. Uh, yeah. It's, it's healthy, man. It's, it really, really is a healthy amount of money that we've spent just on the postage, keeping his fans uh, in the know. When they write him a letter, we help him. That, that's, that's really, sure. really important. So he's, uh, he's hopeful for the future. He knows that we've pulled uh, every string that we can pull to get this done. And he knows that uh, our heart's in it because if you've ever been betrayed before, maybe you're not because you're a young man. But if you've never been betrayed, somebody in your audience has been betrayed and they, right. they can identify with what I'm talking about. So sure. whether it's a family member betraying you, a close, close friend, the betrayal part really sucks. That's a whole, whole different hurt. And uh, he suffered that quite a bit. So we really look sure. forward to him walking out of the gates. Um, when that happens, obviously we'll, we'll record that. We're not going to release that to anybody uh, the day that it happens because sure. there has to be a time of decompression. Right. Without the cameras, without all the prying eyes, just you're out. Just take it all in for a second before the next thing rushes right in. Yeah, because what, what has to happen, and, and I think that he has enjoyed this approach, because he understands anybody that hops up on a camera all the time, guess what? They're kind of holding their own flag trying to, Hey, look here, look here. This might be right. a reality show. Hey, who gives a shit? Let's see. Let's we'll document it on our side. You have 48 hours of decompression, maybe 72. We're going to bring you back into the office. We're going to tell you about where your next steps in life are, whatever you want to do, you're going to be able to do. You're going to be able to write your own ticket because you're going to be, you're going to be on a redemption tour. And right. That's going to be pretty great. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be pretty great. And I, I believe it's going to happen. That's very exciting. So two things. So we actually on the podcast had one of Joe's former employees that left long before all the legal stuff happened and everything like that. And they didn't badmouth him. They just, you know, said what they saw and, and the truth and everything like that. And the number one thing that they said that stuck out to me was they talked about his meals that he would do. And I believe it was Thanksgiving. And they showed it a little bit in the Netflix show about how generous he was and stuff like that. But then they also, they kind of twisted it a little bit to make it seem like it was really just for him. But the number one thing that this person said was, Joe would give you the shirt off his back if he had just met you and you were down on your luck. And he would do anything for anyone. And I think that everything aside... This in this whole case, which is very complex, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of, you know, backstabbing, everything. That aside, a person that's willing to say, I don't know you like that, but I'm going to help you out. Yep. And and just a bunch of the things that he's done, it seems to me like there's a different current running in there than just what we're being shown. So I think this side of the story is really important. Well, uh, and the second thing is, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, let me add to that real quick. So yeah. About three months ago, I was asked to meet somebody at a Fort Worth hotel. Uh, I agreed and uh, went and met them. And this person wanted to show me a videotape. Well, okay. So I'll watch the videotape. It's from Channel 8 back in the 90s, WFAA here in Dallas. So I watched this story of um, a woman that was really sick and um, she needed financial help. When I tell sure. you she was sick, she was sick. It was a life save, basically a life saving surgery, and they had to have X amount. Well, guess who did it? Joe. Joe actually raised the money, donated the, the largest portion of it, raised some other money, takes it over, gives it, and there's this little kid that's in the video. So I said, man, that's a cute kid. And in that moment, I realized, holy shit, this cute little kid's this grown big ass man sitting next to me. You understand? Wow. The kid in the video, and he said, you have no idea how you helped my grandma. Okay? Wow. That's not the best part of the story. Best part of the story is 
Now his mother has the same thing, the same issue. I shared it with Joe, and Joe said, I'll take care of it. Now think about that for a minute. You're from behind bars. I'm telling you about a story that's over 20-something years old, 25 years old. He remembers it like this. Very smart guy, very intelligent guy. Remembers it like it's yesterday. I tell him about watching the video, meeting the young man, and now his now the grandmother that he originally helped has passed away over the years, but the mother now has the same ailment and issue, and he says, I'll help her. And guess what? He did. Man. So there's there's millions of those stories, right? And I've talked to many, many former employees and said, man, that guy will do anything for you. He fed me. I was living in my car, and he said, hey, you know what? Come down here to the zoo and work. You'll get three meals a day, and I'll give you a place to stay. Yeah. And it gave them a purpose. And hearing those stories, man, that's powerful, man. Real powerful. Yeah. That's incredible. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is I saw a trailer for, for the new Animal Planet show. I haven't seen any of it. All I saw was the trailer. Um, have you seen it? And, and you know, what is what is your reaction and, and what is your take on, you know, what it's about? Well, so here, here's here's what I'll tell you. I don't like watching shows. Um, sure. Anything that anything that was going to sh- be shown on the animal planet, animal planet is one of two things. It's either hearsay. This person told me or I already knew. You know, they get. 1500 bucks, man, 1500 bucks to some people. That's a lot of money. You understand? It is 1500 bucks. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my mom is this, this, and this. I mean, there's some people that are (laughs) like that. Right. So I already knew, um, you know, I knew it would be, you know, it would have to have a a tremendous amount of inaccuracies. It's going to have, you know, it's going to have some stuff in there. I'm sure that could be good or bad. I still like watching stuff unless uh, because that that doesn't affect my case. That is a that is a whole nother group saying this is you know this is what we shot. This is the story we decided to create. So they created their own story. <coughs> it, it's not something that is um, of great benefit to me at all. Right. And and sure. working a criminal case and 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 doing a first set of appeals, presidential pardon post-conviction, all that stuff. Look, any any publicity can be good publicity, can be bad too, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, that TV show or the next TV show, or it's really irrelevant to me. Uh, again, I'm not a, a person that, I just don't give two shits. Of, I mean, I got made to watch this TV uh, documentary. Uh, I didn't right. watch it. <laughs> but what do you do? When your wife asks you, honey, will you watch this? I mean, we're in quarantine. Well, uh, I'm not in quarantine. I'm still going out of my property out in the country and I'm, I'm operating like normal day, but everything else. Sure. Um, but you know, what do you do with your spouse? Absolutely. I'll watch it. And I thought, man, this is going to be so freaking boring. I didn't know anything about it. And then my daughter calls me. And when your youngest daughter calls you, what happens? You know, when they're, listen, when they're right. especially <laughs> when you love them and they're grown human, she's a criminal yep. justice major. And, uh, you know, she said, Hey, dad, why don't you look into this? Hey, why not? And, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for, for Joe to be the voice of criminal justice reform, uh, to a degree right. because he literally has had a, a real hack job done to him. And president Trump will, right. will understand that. Yeah. Well, Hey, Mr. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing your story. Um, you know, let us know what we can do, uh, in the future. And, and, uh, it's really good to see this side of the story because I feel like no matter where you fall on, you know, Joe's case, I feel like we've only had one side told so far. So I appreciate you coming on. Well, Hey, I I appreciate the opportunity and I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you the first shot, uh, after this pardon hits, Uh, when it gets hit, it'll hit very, very shortly. Once it hits, I, I just shoot me an email. You'll be my first one. I promise you. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, we, the hashtag that we're using is help free Joe hashtag help free Joe. Uh, sure. That's important. Anything you post, but I'd also tell you to go out. And, I mean, Joe still has a life, even in prison. <clears throat> he still has bills. Uh, you know, he's still paying bills, not missing. Any right. He's still paying bills. He's got a husband. He still has a life 
although he's incarcerated. So I would ask, I would ask you to ask, uh, you know, folks on your podcast, fans of Joe's, go to go to the website. Uh, you know, hashtag Help Free Joe, right? Number one, buy Joe Exotic, B U Y Joe Exotic.com. That's where all his official gear is. And you know, we've had to we've had to put some stuff out on social media where there's always someone that wants to try to help raise money. Do not sure. donate. Do not if you want to donate uh, money to Joe. Uh, there's two ways to do it. Um, don't do the GoFundMe stuff. And and you'll look if you look on his official uh, Facebook account, all of his social media, he'll tell you, do not go to GoFundMe for anything involving him because it's going to people that are scamming, and it's going sure. to a lot. And as you can imagine, well, he told me to do this. Nah, it really kind of didn't work like that. Um, but you know, look at his social media. It clearly states, please don't. You know, there are so many people that take advantage. You know, they, he got taken advantage right. of outside before he ever served any time, Be, yeah. because he was good natured, good hearted. Um, he's getting taken advantage again a whole nother way by folks right. doing stuff like this. And it's, it's it's look at his social media. He'll tell you, don't do it. Right? Don't do it. Sure. Well, hey, Mr. Eric, thank you again so much. And uh, yeah, we will see you uh, when Joe gets pardoned. All right. We'll see you. And uh, once you see that it's filed and it dropped, I expect for you to call me because I really want to tell you something that I almost told you on accident. And oh, boy. <laughs> I know, right? It could have been problematic for me. But uh, <laughs> do me a favor. Thank, thank, uh, thank all the folks that are listening uh, on behalf of Joe Exotic. Um, I'll tell you this. This is going to be a case of redemption. We're grateful for the opportunity to have an interview with you, and we look forward to doing it again, okay? Absolutely. And that is going to do it for our episode with Eric Love. I really enjoyed having him on. I hope you guys really enjoyed hearing more about Joe Exotic and the case to fight his incarceration. Uh, we are going to be following up with Eric in the next few months. Hopefully they will be able to put something through, and uh, we'll have a nice update for you there. But no spoilers yet. Uh, if you really enjoyed this episode or some of our other episodes, or even if this is your first time watching or listening to Tot's podcast, I really appreciate it. Uh, our listeners, is, that's how we keep going. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Totscast. Uh, you can also follow all of our social media. We are always at Totscast. So we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Go follow us there. That's where you're going to get all of the updates. You can also find us at YouTube. Just search Totscast and we'll pop right up. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, you're going to be able to see lots of exclusive content. If you want to check out more of our episodes, we can be found at literally every single streaming service. So we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, everything, uh, always under Tots Cast or Tots Podcast. You can also go to one of our two websites, www.totspodcast.com or www.marketwithben.com. There you're going to find all of our information. You can send us a message. Uh, if you really like the podcast, please reach out. If you really didn't like the podcast, also please reach out. Uh, we just got started about eight or nine months ago, and you know it's a big learning process. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>